Bienvenue, adventurers. Set your internet dial for the arcane as we begin Mr. Mojito's voodoo review right here on Tales of the Extraordinary. Having brought peace to the bizarre Amazonian city of Fordlandia, the twisted trio of Little Dicky, Reason Shipling, and the Contessa have returned to Rio de Janeiro without incident. Waiting for them was Dicky's old friend Nigel and members of the League of Nations Police Force. We take you now to a local airfield outside of Rio a few days later. Day, Nigel. Oh, I say, Dickie, it is about time you arrived, man. My deepest apologies, dear Nigel, but you know how it is. One thing snowballs into another. First, I had forgotten the box. Oh, not the box. The one I was safekeeping for you. One and the same. Allow me to once again express my gratitude for watching over it. How did you manage to stay behind when the others went to rescue me? Oh, it was nothing. I just told them I'd hold off the police while they made their escape into the Amazon. Ah, dash cunning. I know! On that subject, Dickie, where are your friends? Hmm? Oh, yes. Well, as I said, I had to go back for the box. And then I almost forgot my pith helmet and went back for that, too. I'd swear I'd lose my nose if it weren't attached. Have you ever walked up the stairs to get something, and by the time you'd arrived, you'd completely forgotten what it was you were after? Oh, all the time, old chap. I'm as forgetful as they come. Where was I? Oh, yes. So, to make a long story short... I fear we've passed that point. Ah, clever. Well, (laughs) the Contessa decided to stay a few more days until the eve of the new year. Her kept man, uh, Pally... Paolo. Yes. He regaled her with tales of Bacchanalian festivities to celebrate the new year. I spent quite some time trying to convince her to fly with us. And I take it reason is still in the jungle? Who knows what that lad is up to? He's a loon. Well, I'm certainly relieved that you could make it. We were about to take off without you. Well, that wouldn't have been very productive, considering I am the one with this special cargo. Oh, pish posh, though I think by now you do owe me an explanation. Just what is in this box? A very powerful talisman. I took off a mad Mexican general in Los Angeles. Long story. But I suspect it might be connected to voodoo mythology. (gasps) You mean magic. (laughs) Let's not be silly, Nigel. I'm sure there's an explanation, and I'll find it in New Orleans. Why there? I don't know. It's the first place to pop into my head when I thought of voodoo. Oh, I should think Haiti might, or... Look, are we flying or not? Oh, yes, as soon as our captain returns. What? Pike isn't here? He was, but he suddenly took off down the tarmac that way. Whatever for? All he said was as, I've got to take care of some business first, his face turning red. Ah, there he is, over by that small plane. Oh, my. I say, is he beating that pilot? With gusto, yes. I I don't think the poor chap saw him coming. That's not very sporting, is it? Oh, here he comes, act natural. (laughs) Good day, mate. I see you finally made it. Aye, sorry for the delay. Though I see you found something to entertain yourself while you waited. Oh, that? Ah, just a little pre-flight precaution. I'm sorry? Sky pirate. Recognized his colors while I was prepping the plane. Figured I'd go bail him up, if you know what I mean. Sky pirates? All the way out in Brazil? It's a whole worldwide sickness, mate. Like the Spanish flu all over again. But at least you can give him the flick with a good right hook if you catch me. Right. Ah, enough of this ear-bashing, fellas. Hop on board. I'm sure Barney's raring to take off. Jolly good. 
We take you now to the City of Angels, where Detective Mike Sullivan climbs the stairs to his fourth-story apartment after his long journey home from Detroit. Maybe it's time to lose some weight. Nah, I'll just get a unit on the first floor. Now, where did I put my keys? Here we go. Hey, Gatsby, I'm home. Well, I'll be. This place is actually clean. Hey, Gatsby, what gives? Did you send out for one of those French maids again? Well, I'm not paying for it this time. Gatsby? Where are you, boy? What's this? A note stuck to the icebox with a switchblade? Dear Sullivan, none of your horses came in, so we took your monkey as down payment. Sincerely, your friendly neighborhood bookie. How did I forget to pay my bookie? Oh, that's right. I'm broke, and I've been missing for three months. But mainly broke. Gatsby, is that you? No, it's Randolph. Moon? That's right, partner. Randolph Moon, international movie star and close personal friend of yours. Is that how you always answer the phone? Of course. Anita says it's great for public relations. Yeah, yeah. Look, Moon... I've got a big problem. My career is in jeopardy, and I need your help. Wow. Never thought I'd hear you say that in my lifetime. I'm sorry, Moon, but Gatsby is in trouble. There's nothing you could say to me right now. Did I mention your fee? Where do you want to meet? And to say Lady Emma did not take it well would be an understatement of epic proportions, dear Nigel. She raised such fury as I had rarely seen in any of our explorations. Oh, come now. Certainly not worse than the tribesmen of Lesotho, eh? True. I still have a most embarrassing scar on my hindquarters from that encounter. (laughs) I trust you were able to subdue her and escape with your manhood intact this time. But of course... There is nary a female on this earth who can resist me when I bring the charm to bear. It's the accent, you know. Yes, I'm sure. Ah! Dear me, what was that? Oh, not again. To the cabin, Nigel! Better strap down back there, boys. It's our old friend from the airfield. You mean your old friend? We're not the ones who attacked him from behind. Uh, I admit, I should have seen this coming. Next time, I'll finish the job. Quiet, Barney. Oh, dear. Is is that a koala? Yes, yes. Look, the koala is right. I, I can't believe I just said that. Fine. I'll go take care of him myself. Where do you think you're going, man? You can't just leave the cockpit while we're being shot at. Watch me. Don't worry, Nigel. The koala can handle things. Has everyone gone mad? What do you think you're doing? You can't use your rocket pack this time. Sally stole your last one. Never let it be said that old Barry Pike wasn't ready for a few sky pirates. I've got a backup plan. Yes, about those sky pirates. Why is it that every time I fly with you, they try to shoot us down? What can I say? I'm a magnet for trouble. Help me get into the chute, would ya? I suppose if you go around the world starting fights with every pirate you see, it's bound to become a habit. I say, is that a gun? Of a sort, a grappling gun. Where do you come up with these gadgets? A mate of mine made it for me in Oz. I'll tell you about it when I get back, I promise. Mind the ship while I'm gone, boys. Excuse me? Coming around for another pass, Bonnie. Hold us steady. You can't mean to. Got him. Whoa! What the hell is he doing? I don't believe it. He's hitching a ride on the pirate's plane. He's mad. That may be true, but I see his plan. 
He's taking the fight to the enemy. Oh, I see. He's climbed onto the wing and... Oh, there he goes again with the fisticuffs. He should have brought a pistol. The way they're grappling with each other, they're... Oh. He just yanked out the steering lever. They're going down. Oh, I can't bear to watch. Oh, no. What was that? It appears we're going to be joining them. That last pass took out the engines. Both of them? A cracker shot, that pilot. I take it that is bad. We're going down. I found another parachute, but there's only one. Look around for another, Dickie. No. Excuse me? I have absolutely had it with falling out of aircraft. I refuse to abandon another ship. Besides, I have faith in the koala. I see. Brave, brave Dickie. Yes, Nigel? Oh, I was just saying goodbye. I'll miss you something fierce, man. What do you... Daddy, ho! Nigel, you bastard! Right then. Step aside, koala. Oh, sorry. Barney. Let's see if we can bring us down as close to land as possible, eh? Don't fret, my furry friend. I used to pilot aircraft during the war. Mainly dirigibles, but no matter. We still have the third engine, and by God... Amen. Here's your matzo ball soup. Thank you, Gladys. And the turkey on rye. I think I ordered sourdough. (laughs) This is a Jewish deli, sweetheart. It's rye or goodbye. Got it? Yeah, got it. Sorry. Forget about it, sweetie. You ever need a lesson in Jewish etiquette, you come and see old Gladys, okay? Yeah, sure. So what's the problem, Moon? Isn't it obvious? Look around. Looks like a regular deli to me. Exactly. No crazed fans, no throng of autograph seekers. I'm out in public without a disguise and no one cares. I'm over. Done. And it's all his fault. Whoa, whoa, slow down. What are you talking about? Menkel Katz, new producer at Paramount. He's had it in for me since the day he arrived. When was that? About a week ago. A week? Oh, come on. Hey, a week is a long time in Hollywood. Maybe you're overreacting. It's Menkel. He's determined to end my career. I finally landed a part in this big biographical picture, and he cut me the day before we started shooting. Well, maybe you weren't right for the part. Uh, who were you supposed to play? Myself. It's the Randolph Moon story, and he cast Fairbanks instead. Huh. Now that is bad. What do you want me to do about it? I want you to dig up dirt on Menkel. Find a skeleton in his closet I can rattle. Anything to get the upper hand on that scum. This shouldn't be too hard. Menkel has a reputation, Sully. People who cross him become very accident-prone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, some say I have the same reputation. Remind me to tell you about Japan sometime. Well, don't worry, kid. If he's got dirt, I'll find it. Thanks, Sully. Just hurry before he turns me into a nobody, like you. No offense. Whatever. As long as you pay up front. Ah! Oh, Barney! Where are we? Oh, alive, I presume. As I imagine, hell looks a bit more like Mongolia. We appear to have landed in the jungle, eh? Well done, my hair suit co-pilot. I must have blacked out. I don't remember landing at all. What's the hurry, lad? We're... we're... Do you smell something? Yes, yes, like gasoline. Ah, but wait. There's no danger. Airplanes don't just explode. As long as there are no open flames about, we'll be fine. 
Hmm? The engine? Yes, I realize it's on fire, but it's on fire! Run for it, lad! Whoa, wait a tick! Can't leave my package behind. Uh, got it. Go, Koala, go! <laughs> oh, I don't think Captain Pike is going to be too pleased with that, eh? What? Oh, uh, um, my apologies. Uh, there, there, my boy. I'm sure he'll pull through, eh? Trust me, I've survived worse. Before you know it, you'll be taunting airborne pirates at his side once more. We should be more concerned with our own welfare at the present. Who knows where we have landed? We could be stranded in some hostile wilderness in the middle of the Caribbean, lost to the world and having to fend for ourselves. Eventually, I suppose we'll go mad and have to eat each other to survive. Is that a truck? Hola! Over here, good sir! Oh, Americans! Don't be absurd. Get Never mind. That was your uh, aeroplane? It was, yes. I, I mean, uh, sea. <laughs> it's Jodido, senor. <laughs> I- I'm sorry to be rude, but might you give my companion and I a ride to the nearest, uh... What island is this, anyway? Geisa? Ah, senor Yuma, you are in Cuba! As usual, it appears things just aren't going as planned. Catsby held captive at the hands of mysterious bookies and Dickie stranded in Cuba. Well, that's really not so bad, is it? What is bad is that you, brave listeners, will have to wait until the subsequent installment to hear what happens next on Tales of the Extraordinary. (laughs) 